In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. When the Christian writer Annie Dillard wrote the following words, I doubt that she had All Saints Sunday in mind in particular, but the words feel especially appropriate for today. These words from Annie Dillard. On the whole, I do not find Christians outside the catacombs sufficiently sensible of conditions. Does anyone have the foggiest idea what sort of power we so blithely invoke? Or, as I suspect, does no one believe a word of it? The churches are children playing on the floor with their chemistry sets, mixing up a batch of TNT to kill a Sunday morning. It is madness, with all apologies, it is madness to wear, for ladies to wear straw hats and velvet hats to church. We should all be wearing crash helmets. Ushers should issue light preservers and signal flares. They should lash us to our pews. Crash helmets, light preservers, signal flares, lashing us to our pews. Worship that is Whoa! Well, okay, so why do we need crash helmets in worship, especially on All Saints Sunday? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> One, we need crash helmets because of mind-boggling, mind-blowing truths that we celebrate. Second, we need crash helmets because of a great cloud of witnesses that are out there cheering us on and saying, go get them. So one, we need crash helmets because of mind-blowing truths. Think about the scriptures that we read this morning, John 11, that God would become man and come so close to us as to have friends, friends close enough to him that he would be moved to tears at their grief at the loss of a loved one. Psalm 24, that this God-man would die, rise, and then ascend as the king of glory to be received into the heavenly courts and be hailed there as the embodiment of Yahweh, strong and mighty, Yahweh, mighty in battle. Isaiah 25, we read this before, that at the end of time, God would destroy death like removing a shroud sheet covering the human experience and lay out a rich banquet of mishteh shemanim, mishteh shemarim, shemanim memuchayim, shemarim mazukakim. Okay, if you understood Hebrew, your mouth would be watering. But hear the Kidian version of this. A feast of filet, a feast of cabernet, filet mignon, cabernet sauvignon. That's where, that's where this human story is going to a great feast. And Revelation 21, on one great day in the future, God incarnate will bring a new heaven and a new earth. The holy city, the new Jerusalem will come down from heaven and the God incarnate will live among us. No more crying and pain, every tear wiped away. Everything wrong will be made right. 
all things will be made new. Yeah, that's crash helmet worthy. Two, we need crash helmets because of the great cloud of witnesses that are out there that have gone before and who are cheering us on. Go get them. In his sixth chapter, the book of Revelation of John says that the martyrs are still a part of what's going on down here below. He talks about the prayers of the martyrs rising mixed with incense, rising from beneath the altar of God in heaven. And those saints cry out on their behalf and ours, how long, O Lord, how long until you avenge our deaths? How long until you vindicate the saints on earth? How long until all the wrongs are righted? How long until the tears are wiped away? How long until the resurrection of the dead? How long until you reunite the church on earth and in heaven? And then in its 11th chapter, the letter to the Hebrews recounts generations who have lived by faith and fought for God's kingdom with bravery all the while looking for a homeland that they will only achieve when we all arrive together with them. Hebrews says that those who have gone before are still part of us. For now they are a great cloud of witnesses cheering us on in our race here below. Listen to these amazing, mind-blowing words. Crash helmet worthy. Yet all these, though they were commended for their faith, did not receive what was promised. Since God had provided something better so that they would not, apart from us, be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run within, with perseverance the race that is set before us. So what gets me on a day like today, All Saints Day, is the way that that world and this world come together and even collide at that table, the table to which we shall go in just a few moments. At the Sursum Corda, Latin for lift up your hearts, we lift our hearts up and there we join the unending celebration of the Creator Redeemer, His Son, the great lion who became a lamb slaughtered for us and the gift of the sevenfold Spirit of God. And in the prayer, Josh will dare to pray, therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, and he will read 45 names of our brothers and sisters who have joined that company of heaven just in this past year, beginning with Jim Boyer, who died just before All Saints last year, faithful treasurer of this church for years, loving father, loving husband, and closing chronologically with Tracy Barber, whom we 
put to rest yesterday, who fought nobly against cancer, who fought through a horrible divorce, who fought through addiction and became the most faithful servant in this church and lover of her daughters and son, an example to all of us. They and 43 others of our brothers and sisters who just this year joined this great company of, of heaven. And so with angels and archangels and with this addition to the company of heaven, we ask, Lord, laud and magnet, may your name be lauded and magnified evermore as we along with them praise thee in saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Glory be to you, O Lord most high. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. One of the most extraordinary uh, church experiences I've ever had was a visit to St. Gregory of Nyssa Episcopal Church in San Francisco. This is a church that was built uh, with its communion area in an octagonal shape, as I recall. And in the middle, there's an altar around which uh, God's people dance every week as they come to the communion, as they come to receive communion. And then on the eight sides of the, of the wall above them are life-size icons of 91 dancing saints with a larger dancing Jesus accompanying the dance around the communion altar. And the church chose as its motto a line from St. Gregory of Nyssa, one of the great 5th century, I think, 4th, uh, 5th century uh, saints of uh, central Turkey, Cappadocia. The one thing truly worthwhile the one thing truly worthwhile is becoming God's friend. And people gather around the table here and with the table above. As they, as they come around the table being surrounded by the likes of Dante, who wrote to call the church to purity of purpose by the likes of Desmond Tutu, who is still alive, so it looks like he got an early graduation. Uh, Bishop Tutu just had his 90th birthday and he's still kicking, but he's up there, who has, who has striven to rid South Africa of sub-Christian apartheid. They're surrounded by Florence Nightingale, the sometime Anglican who worked with nursing sisters of the Sisters of St. Margaret to bring modern medical practices to bear from her experiences in the Crimean War, to Simone Weil, a young Jewish woman who fell passionately in love with Jesus and refused baptism out of solidarity with the world still seeking redemption. Now, I don't recommend everything that these saints that they celebrate did because we're going to do baptisms today and I think it's a great thing. But there are so many ways to express solidarity with Christ that we can learn from saints who have gone before us. And that is part of what we celebrate here on this All Saints Sunday. And it is amazing. And it is crash helmet worthy. So, for you and me, Reggie Jackson, baseball great, Mr. October for the 
<clears throat> it's hard to say, New York Yankees. <laughs> During game six of the 1977 World Series in Yankee Stadium, Reggie Jackson made baseball history in three consecutive at-bats on three consecutive pitches. He hit three consecutive home runs. First pitch each time, boom, gone, boom, gone, boom, gone. The, 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 the fans, as he came to the plate, were going, they were, by the third home run, the fans were just so wound up as only New Yorkers could be. Wah, wah, wah. And then after he hit the home run, and he just so classily round the bases and then went into the dugout. He was just so chill. And then the fans started going, Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. And he had to come out and doff his hat to the fans with a big old smile on his face. Maybe 20 years later in the 90s, our own Paul Kennedy, who is a sportscaster and really one of the best interviewers you could ever run across, our own Paul Kennedy ran, ran into Jesse Jackson at a local golf tournament and he said, could I ask you a few questions? And one of the questions he asked Reggie was, back on that day in October 18th, 1977, when you hit those three home runs and really earned the name Mr. October and the fans were going crazy, what were you hearing? And Jesse looked at him and said, I'm sorry, Reggie looked at him and said, nobody's ever asked me that before. And Reggie Jackson said, I heard nothing. Because sometimes when you're in the flow of the game or you're in the flow of life, everything else is gone and all you see is what's in front of you. Here is the takeaway for you and me from All Saints Day. You may or may not hear the cheers and the chants. And maybe it's just as well that you don't. But they're all around you saying, Go, go, go. Go, Shannon. Go, Michael. Go, Judy. Go, Tom. Go, go, go. We're with you. Now, Gregory of Nyssa Church did it their way. We do it maybe a little bit more East Coast way. We, around our clear story at the top, we have Old Testament and New Testament saints. They are there to help cheer you on. The saints who've gone last year have, are cheering you on. And the saints that have gone on between are there cheering you on. You may hear them, you may not. And this week, you may have World Series level decisions to make, plays to make tests to take, presentations to make, decisions to make that may change your life forever, that may change the world forever. Or you may just decide to get out of bed for one more day, one more day of putting one foot in front of the other and seeing what God does. Just want you to know that the smallest of obediences, the most trivial expressions of love, of deference, it all, it all receives the attaboys and the girls of this great cloud of witnesses. So by your leave, 
May I re-pray the collect that Josh prayed for us at the beginning of our service. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Christ our Lord. Give us grace so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living that we may come to those ineffable joys that you have prepared for those who truly love you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God in glory everlasting. Amen and amen.